Welcome to the Codifier Podcast. Codifier is a podcast about breaking down emerging trends and technologies into bite-sized chunks for everyone, from software developers to sales gurus to even your grandparents, so that they can stay clued in and techno-savvy in today's ever-changing world. And hello and welcome to the Codifier Podcast. I am your host, Steve Jaguer, and I apologize. Last week we had no podcast. Those avid listeners who are on the edge of their seats Tuesday at midnight waiting for the release were let down. But we are back, only one week late, with a really fascinating one about machine learning. Are you smarter than your average toaster? Well, maybe. Jury's out on that one. I've heard the phrase machine learning banging around the media more intensely over the past few years, and certainly... Over the past few months, what with these autonomous cars banging into things? And I'm not really happy unless I expand on it. I know we did a podcast about self-driving cars, but I wanted to dig deeper. Of course, my first imagery was of a lawnmower in a classroom trying to fumble its way through the Shakespearean sonnet. That's tricky stuff. And it seems, as far as machine learning goes, I wasn't that far off. Okay, I was pretty far off. But there is a smart lawnmower that learns how to cut your lawn, which is in fact machine learning. It's the word machine which I find distracting. We're not accustomed to speaking of computers as machines, or perhaps machines as computers, although the latter is quickly becoming so, and hence the phrase. And I mentioned that a few podcasts ago, we discussed self-driving cars, and machine learning is definitely at the core of their success. Oop, you'll have to forgive my rather excitable dog. Um, definitely not machine, definitely not machine learning going on there. Very, very stupid. Anyway, machine learning definitely at the core of their success and occasionally their failures. We've all driven cars and we unanimously agree that no two routes are the same, even if you're driving the same route every day. There's always some element of surprise. These cars would not exist if not for some very clever learning algorithms which prioritize success paths over failures in order to adapt their reactions and even their default behavior to new situations, just like us humans. But what about other non-driving-based applications? The mower is essentially a tiny little self-driving car that works out your lawn's incredible shape and the best route while having the luxury of not having to contend with drunk human lawnmower drivers mowing all over the place. Machine learning and AI, artificial intelligence, are peanut butter and chocolate. Mmm. Ham and cheese. Bacon and, well, everything. What's the point of learning if you aren't going to use what you have learned? Now I could dive deep into the inner workings of machine learning algorithms. Hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo! That would be a serious snoozer to the non-enthusiast. And, as complex and fascinating as that is, it's more fun to derive the gist of what it all means by looking at the applications in the real world, because without application, there is no learning. Are we surrounded by learning machines who will eventually take over the world? Yes! But how? Let's have a crack at a Codifier Top 5. Number one. Well, let's start with the most obvious one that most of us use on a regular basis, that being Siri, or Samsung's 
Bixby, or Amazon's Alexa. Even Google has a virtual assistant that doesn't have a friendly human name, so screw them. I think it's called Google Now or whatever. Come on. Come on. Wouldn't you rather be talking to Google Steve? Hell yeah, Steve's got your back. Google Steve. But no. So we're not going to dive into that one. But these little buddy apps don't just contribute to a massive human laziness and eventually the domination of the robot insurgents, but they also learn about the interactions you conduct through them and do their best to tailor future responses based on observed activity. Pretty much machine learning. You can imagine that your Amazon Echo, your Dot, knows your buying, buying preferences already via Amazon's, so it's got a pretty good idea of how to solve that sudden burning desire for an electric toothbrush. Seriously, though, you can ask Alexa to recommend you a book, and it'll creep you out with a pretty good suggestion. Who needs book club when you've got artificial intelligence? Let's talk safety now. Number two. Now, this is going to sound both astounding and kind of, what the? There are companies who are currently offering video surveillance cameras powered by machine learning and AI algorithms, which can track movement, observe a scene, and predict, yes, that's right, predict violence or various crimes before they happen based on the usual or unusual lingering about repeated appearances of the same individuals and generally its own ability to characterize both normal and abnormal behavior. Add to this the injection of previous video criminality and generally discouraged activities to the learning algorithm as a seed for its intelligence and you've got a silent desk-bound robocop who can see ever so slightly into the future. I like the reporter in that scene. Robo. Hey, Robo. Like his first name, Robo, last name, Cop. We're on a first name basis, me and RoboCop. But anyway, the point is, that's an interesting example. Humans have a tendency to associate AI and machine learning with robots. And we imagine these robots as RoboCop, C-3PO, or something that moves. And I'm reminded now of a chemical, I think it's Chemical Brothers video, really creepy video where a car manufacturing robot attacks people. I'll put that in the blog. The reality is, though, AI and machine learning, for the most part, sit silently in the background as players in our lives serving to predict, protect, and serve. Okay, then, we're on number three. And speaking of protect, something near and dear to my heart, of course, is the software that protects us from malware. Yeah, malware again. I do mention malware a lot. Malware and their associated phishing emails about missing career packages tend to vary on a theme by only a small percentage as they change to evade detection. Modern malware detection software now uses machine learning to adapt on the fly to new variations of attack to predict how malware attachments or phishing email formats change with relative ease. Of course, that does mean you need to actually use some decent malware software. I mean, the only thing stopping artificial intelligence from helping us out is more often than not human intelligence, or its more common counterpart, stupid-headedness. Get some good malware software. Come on. Anyway, number four. Let's talk medical. 
Now, we could go on and on about the breakthroughs in AI and ML for medical, but I'm going to focus on one that I heard about recently in the UK. A firm called Babylon Health has a chatbot you can speak to via your mobile, and it will use your described symptoms to quickly direct you in terms of medical treatment. And I find that fascinating. I mean, I've heard of customer service chatbots thoroughly convincing people that they were real. I'm surprised that technology has been so quickly combined with an in-depth medical database to make a potential diagnosis. Now, it sounds dangerous, but some are predicting that within five to 10 years, it may be compulsory to consult a chatbot with your symptoms before seeing a real doctor. Actually, I kind of welcome that idea. I found GPs in the UK to be a bit hit and miss in terms of whether they really want to be there. I had one of I had one Google my symptoms right in front of me once, so you know what? I'll take Dr. Chatbot, please. Okay, thanks for listening to Codifier episode 10, which is actually about episode 13 or so given all the two-parters that we've done. And that's what I wanted to talk about during this halftime break is the format of Codifier. We're thinking that we're going to do a seasonal thing where we stop doing episodes somewhere in about June, have a little break for the summer, and come back in September. So look out for that. I will keep you updated. But please do recommend more ideas for the show. Please email in codifiergmail.com. Hit us up, facebook.com slash codifier, and why not tweet? Hit the handle is codifier. All right, that's enough of a break. Now back to the show, Machine Learning, Episode 10. All right, we were just talking about Dr. Chatbot. I'll add a Part B to that, because I have a specific interest in skin cancers. I was rather excited to find out that good old Stanford University is conducting work on machine learning image recognition algorithms to accurately diagnose skin cancers. Interesting. I look forward to my iPhone's facial recognition software unlocking my phone and promptly auto-dialing the dermatologist and totally bypassing Dr. Chatbot. While we're mentioning facial recognition, there's already an app available to trained physicians, which can apparently also diagnose over 7,000 genetic conditions simply by performing a rather advanced facial recognition. Did I say simply by performing? I take that word back. It sounds remarkable. Now, what's interesting I find about the machine learning applications in medical is that there is a common trend, and that is diagnosis. And that applies to both medical and cybersecurity. The the terminology across the two areas is very common as is the effort required to keep both healthy. So that is four interesting applications. And of course, I could spend hours talking about next-level machine learning applications like the neural network-inspired deep learning, which can draw a hierarchy of features from large quantities of just raw data. It's much more complex than that. But for now, you'll have to stay on the edge of your seat with that teaser. Maybe we'll do a whole podcast on deep learning. Ooh, that would be good. And if you're looking to learn more about machine learning as a developer and are looking for some way to get started, hey, check out something called TensorFlow. 
It's an open source machine learning framework used by just about everybody. And to get that bad boy under your belt, you might just find yourself a high paying job in a very quickly growing industry. Okay. That is four very interesting fields of machine learning we've learned about today. So you can already ideally feel the importance of this. And it's only going to get better. Now what I'm going to leave you with as a final offering is my special guests for applied machine learning. On, well, technically I have two special guests. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going, I'm going to play you an interview. Um, the interviewer is Sasha McDonald. He is the head of architecture and operations at Invenia Labs. He is interviewing Gabrielle Arpino, a researcher at Invenia. Uh, Gabrielle's specialization is machine learning and artificial intelligence applied currently to the electrical grid infrastructure, but he gives us a more broad perspective on the subject and answers some common conceptions and perhaps misconceptions about the subject. Now, who are Invenia Labs? It's probably worthwhile introducing the company. Invenia Labs, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to completely plagiarize this from their website, their central interest is in optimizing complex decision-making and resource usage under uncertainty. Their machine learning is focused on systems with a fundamental importance to everyday life, but are not dealt with efficiently. Interesting. In particular, the electricity grid offers data with unique properties, including many time series with complex structures and operations that change rapidly. Wow. Let me dumb that down a bit. Machine learning in control of the electrical grid to control and radically improve efficiency. Eco-friendly AI. Sound cool? That was unexpected before I met with Sasha and I heard this interview with Gabrielle, so it's really interesting stuff to know that this is something that machine learning is doing to make things that just are part of our infrastructure better and more efficient. So with that, I will leave you with the interview. I've been Steve Jaguer. This has been Codifier Episode 10, Machine Learning. Thanks for listening, and here we go. Hi, so we're going to have a little chat about um, machine learning and whether robots are going to take over the world. Um, I'm here today with um, uh, one of our researchers at Invenia, um, which is a machine learning um, company, um, Gabriel Arapino. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Ah, my pleasure. So um, I was wondering, can you tell me a bit about machine learning? What is it? I'm quite new to this business and uh, I want, I'd love somebody to explain to me what the hell it is. Right. Uh... You, you'll hear likely multiple explanations. What, what I would say, uh, and this is something I've been dealing with recently, is you have some data, you want to explain where this data comes from, how this data behaves, and specifically what process generated this, this data. Uh, machine learning is the, this process of working backwards. You're giving data, work backwards to understand what happened, um, what caused it. Okay, and um, I understand from your before you came to Invenia that you were working in machine learning, uh, something really interesting to do with robots. So, uh, could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so I was uh, I was working at uh, Carnegie Mellon University with uh, a professor that was interested in sort of optimizing multiple robots to operate in a uncertain environment like Mars, for example. Oh wow! Uh, and we had challenges in in communication. Uh, communication in Mars is not easy. 
and we sort of had to had to think of ideas to best transmit this information. And if a robot received data, it has to best understand that data. And that's where the machine learning part comes in. And okay. really had to implement some very, you know, uh, rigorous and... So, so hold on, explain to me about the robot. Are you sending mm-hmm. one robot there that's got arms and legs and walking around and sort of <laughs> picking up rocks? What, what type of robots uh, do you send to Mars? Yeah, so the, the robots we were working with were uh, just simple sort of car-looking robots. Uh, the, we, we weren't focusing on the humanoid aspect of making it walking or, you know, having two legs, two arms. Uh, our, our main focus was having a ground robot that would drive like a car, maybe having one arm that could pick up things. Most importantly, it had to communicate to its neighbors. So say it, say it needed to, um, someone told it to explore Mars. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you have 50 robots trying to explore Mars. You have to find the optimal way to do so. Okay. You have to talk to your neighbors and be like, hey, go, to, go this way, go this way, um, and then learn from what you see. Oh, wow. So the robots would be communicating to each other. So you would use machine learning um, uh, across, uh, say, 50 robots um, so that the robots as a collective could make decisions. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, that, that's one of the aspects, yeah. Okay. And uh, so generally in machine learning, um, I, I get the, whenever I tell uh, friends who have, you know, don't work in this field at all about machine learning and artificial intelligence, they, they get, they're, they're like, what? Are, they, are you working on stuff that's going to take my jobs? <laughs> so what, what do you think about that? Do you think artificial intelligence could, uh, uh, is, is, you know, the write-ups are, are correct in saying that they're going to be destroying people's jobs and changing, uh, you know, the, the way, the whole way in which society works? What are your thoughts on it? Um, in in a way, I do. So, I've I've heard this a lot, and I've, I've thought about it a lot. Um, but in in machine learning, we see all layers of of automation, starting from yeah, understanding data to understanding how we understand data to to, and this hierarchy keeps going. Um, I believe many things can be automated, but uh, certain things will definitely not. Mm-hmm. There are efforts into making even, for example, automated machine learning experts mm-hmm. who uh, create their own machine learning, you know, devices. <clears throat> this way, you don't need a human. But we've seen that even this has certain flaws. Okay. Uh, so 100%, I don't think it will automate 100%. Mm-hmm. But I think a high, a high percentage, it likely will. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's really interesting. And um, <clears throat> what do you um, do in Invenia? What's your what's your role here in uh, Invenia Labs? Yeah. So uh, at Invenia, I work with uh, what we call Gaussian processes, and I use these to try to understand processes that underlie the electricity market. Okay. Um, so we have prices fluctuating depending on location and different nodes, different generators going on and off. And uh, to understand this, we sort of work backwards. Like I mentioned, we take the data, we work backwards, do machine learning to understand what really drives this, what's the process driving this. Okay. Um, and as I understand it, the, that, that actually um, has a CO2 impact um, as well. Is that, is that correct? Is that, is that what um, Invenia's drive is? is that, it, would you term it as a eco-friendly company? Yes. Uh, yes, that's, that's what, I, what I love a lot about Invenia is that um, <clears throat> it's not totally profit-centered. Uh, we're very centered around also reducing CO2 emissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have, we have read papers and, and learned um, a lot about what we do. And we've learned that what we do actually naturally, mm-hmm. if we do it properly, um, will decrease CO2 emissions by essentially making the market more efficient um, oh, right. in, in electricity terms. Yeah, oh, I think that's uh, absolutely brilliant. So machine learning is not all about uh, robots taking out over our world. It's also about potentially improving 
um, our existence and maybe giving us a chance against, uh, you know, the, the issues we're having with climate change. Yeah, for sure, for sure, hopefully. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time today. Uh, very nice to meet you, Gabriel. Thank you. Cheers.